After racing out to a 16-3 lead, the Eagles fall to the Miami Dolphins 20-19 at Lincoln Financial Field and fall to 4-5 on the 2015 season. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. Ike, what happened with the offense? Coming into this game, Ike, we questioned could the Eagles get off to a hot start? And the Eagles scored touchdowns on their first two drives. You had the big plays by Brent Selleck setting up the early touchdown by Josh Huff. And then Ryan Matthews punched the ball from one yard out. Walter Thurman in between got the safety, knocking Ryan Tannehill in the end zone, getting the ball loose, and then going out of the back of the end zone for the safety. So 16 points in the first quarter. They came into this game scoring only 10 points points in the first quarter of their first eight games combined. So it seemed like the offense was on track, ready to roll. This was a Dolphins defense that had been reeling. What happened to the offense after that point in your estimation, Ike, that allowed the Dolphins defense, led by Indomitian Sue, in my estimation, up front, who was very good, to be able to get the Dolphins back in the game? Well, they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly. I mean, whether it was a big play that happened on first down and it was called back via penalty or a touchdown that was taken off the board. I think we had two of them today taken off the board due to penalty. And that's basically what it boiled down to, you know, basically shooting themselves in the foot, sloppy play, things that you thought this team had sort of cleaned up uh, through those first few weeks. It looked a lot like the Eagles from the first few weeks where you got a lot of new players, people unsure where they're supposed to be. And you're basically getting penalties that uh, kill yourself. And I thought the Eagles had sort of cleaned that up over the last month or so. They've been playing much better football on the offensive side of the ball. And I also thought we didn't run the ball well today. You know, I, this is a Dolphin uh, defense that gave up 266 yards last week to the Buffalo Bills. And we weren't able to capitalize on that today. All right, what we're going to do now is send it over to Lincoln Financial Field. We'll hear from head coach Chip Kelly in a little bit to get his reaction. But first, let's bring in Eagles insider Dave Spadaro for his instant take on the Eagles' 20-19 loss. 436 yards of offense, a 16-3 lead at the end of the first quarter. Not enough for the Eagles as they open the second half of this 2015 regular season in extremely disappointing fashion, losing to Miami 20-19 on Sunday Lincoln Financial Field. Sam Bradford knocked out of the game in the second half with a left shoulder injury and a concussion. Ryan Matthews out of the game also in the second half with a concussion. But the Eagles found ways to lose this game, ranging from a blocked punt that set up a Miami score, a missed field goal opportunity on a bad snap from John Dorenbos, and late in the game, quarterback Mark Sanchez rolling left, throwing into the end zone, a play that he didn't even have to make. The ball was intercepted, and then from there, the Eagles defense unable to hold. They got the ball back late in the last minute without any timeouts remaining unable to do anything with the football. So Miami escapes South Philadelphia with the victory. The Eagles just a really tough way to lose this game. The Miami offense struggled all game, but they scored on a touchdown when Connor Barwin deflected a pass high up into the air. And the Eagles defense slow to react Landry, uh, Jarvis Landry making the catch for the touchdown. So Miami crept back into it, crept back into it, finally took the lead late. The Eagles could not overcome the deficit. They are now four and five, a very disheartening way to start the second half of this regular season. Many questions need to be answered. They finally got the first quarter they wanted. They just didn't play well the rest of the three periods. 
All right, thank you very much, Dave. Ike, it's amazing the fact the Eagles offense gained over 430 yards of total offense, over 350 yards through the air. However, they struggled in the red zone and produced the only turnover of the day. The Mark Sanchez pass in the end zone intended for Miles Austin that was intercepted by safety Rashad Jones that pretty much put the game away for Miami. All right, so again, we're going to hear from head coach Chip Kelly in a little bit, but first we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're watching the postgame show presented by Rico here on Philadelphia Eagles.com. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. What if this year, we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Eagles fans, score a touchdown of your own by downloading the new McDonald's app for some delicious deals on the download. Offers are updated weekly, and you can receive a free sandwich just for downloading the app. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. The Eagles fall 20-19 to at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. Ike, coming into this game, Chip Kelly had said that, look, last week's win over Dallas in overtime was great, but if they didn't carry over that momentum, didn't capitalize on it, it wouldn't have made a difference. Did you sense that this was a trap game today for the Eagles? No, I, I really didn't. I knew it would be a difficult game. Listen, anytime you win on the road in your divisional uh, in, the, in your division, it's going to be tough to come back the following week uh, and get up for that same that same sort of uh, sense of urgency and emotion that they had in Dallas. I knew it would be a little bit of a struggle, but I was surprised. I thought they would come out and start slow because they came out and they started fast. They just weren't able to sustain it. And what I think happened is is they relaxed a little bit, and then you started to see sloppy play, whether it was via penalties or whether it was via drop pass or, or poor quarterback play. But this this team came out ready to go. I saw a different offensive design the first couple of series. I mean, those plays where Brent Selleck is running down the field wide open, I hadn't seen that play before, and neither had the Miami Dolphins, as it took them at least three or four times that the Eagles ran it for them to figure out who was the open target on the play. So I thought the Eagles came out with the right mindset. They just did not sustain it. And that's the difference between being a team that's accustomed to winning and know how to finish teams and a team that's not accustomed to playing 
playing with a lead and, and sort of relaxing, thinking that the other team is going to quit. And the Dolphins didn't quit. It's interesting you say that because it seemed like each and every week the Eagles fall behind 7 yeah. nothing. They're always giving up touchdowns on the opening drive, so therefore they have to come from behind. They have to get into a rally mode, so it was different today. And you were probably right in that, Ike, that they are not used to that sentiment. Surprise once again, Ike, that special teams. We already talked about the missed field goal, but the punt block, the second of the year against Donnie Jones. It looked like Chris Maragos not able to hold up his end in the protection, and that set up the Dolphins in perfect field position deep in Eagles territory and they were able to capitalize on that. Yeah, the one thing this team has been able to rely upon since Chip took over as the head coach and Dave Phipps is his special teams coordinator, they've been able to rely on that third phase of the game, not just to do their job, but to also contribute uh, in a big way to victories, whether it's via them blocking punts or a big return from Darren Sproles, and that's sort of been missing a little bit this year. This is the second block that's been, uh, I mean, the second punt that's been blocked on the Eagles this year, and that's unlike a Dave Phipps coach team. He, he normally coaches his guy up very well, get a Dolphins credit. They saw something in the inside there. They brought an extra guy, and Chris Marigos had a hard time of basically anchoring and holding his point in there. He was basically pushed back until, until Johnny Jones's lap, where his, his guy that he was blocking was able to get a hand up and block that punt. But you, you typically don't see this type of play from Eagles special teams unit. They've been very stellar, if not the best special teams unit the last two years in the National Football League. Certainly, and it was in fact a special teams miscue by the Dolphins that allowed the Eagles to extend its early lead to 9-3. to Damian Williams, who had an injured hand coming to this game, mistakenly took the ball out of the end zone, and when he tried to stop himself, he slipped, was down at the one-yard line, and then you saw Walter Thurman come on that beautiful safety blitz, and he drilled Ryan Tannehill to force the ball out of bounds to get to safety. So certainly special teams playing a big role for both sides of the football. So we're waiting to hear from head coach Chip Kelly to get his reaction. I'm sure we'll hear from some of the players as well. Again, we'll get the latest on Sam Bradford. He exited the game after the four sack by the Dolphins. It was a Chris McCain sack that knocked him out of the game. Bradford was taken to the locker room for x-rays on his left shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder. They were deemed negative but he still didn't come back in the game. And the Eagles, you mentioned the run game there, Ike, losing Ryan Matthews to a concussion. In fact, it was a third down play that Mark Sanchez came in on. He hit Matthews, converted the first down, but unfortunately, Matthews was injured on the play. Now send it to Lincoln Financial Field and hear from the head coach. You know, it looked like we, we struggled at times to handle the inside guys, specifically Sue, but... Um... You know, we, we had a little momentum going there for us. We didn't uh, didn't capitalize on that third drive. Then we ended up missing the field goal. Um, and then after that, you know, a lot of it was trying to get the quarterback away from them. That's where we ran a lot of nakeds and bootlegs to try to get the quarterback out of the pocket uh, and try to stay away from that rush. What happened on the, uh, the missed field goal? It seemed like it was a low snap. Yeah, that, that's that's what I saw. I mean, I have to see the tape to see specifically one, but it looked like it looked like it was a low snap. With the touchdown, um, I mean, the interception that Sanchez threw, what should he do there? And what yeah, we had a couple other guys. We were hoping he would just, you know, you take a peek if you don't have it because they're in coverage. Uh, it looked to me like Brent was open underneath, just dump it down and, you know, play the next snap and get a positive yardage. We're already in field goal range. Um, that would have put us up. But, you know, you obviously want to try to score a touchdown because there's time left in the – obviously time left in the game. But, um, you know, I, I haven't talked to Mark specifically about that play, but um, we had some other options for him underneath. Do you have an update on, on Sam's condition? I know he has No, I don't have any updates. I know he had a concussion. That's all, all I've been told, but I don't meet with the trainers until after this. So I think him and Ryan both had concussions, but I don't have any uh, 
any other anything else besides that. So the touchdown it got called back mm -hmm. uh, the second time this year. It's happened with a penalty. Uh, yeah. why, why do these things? Change? I don't know what the first one you're referring to, but I know on this one we we weren't set up. We weren't set in the formation. We didn't, we didn't get lined up as fast as fast in terms of snapping the football. And um, you know that that that's what I think is the game. We we didn't play smart. You know we had too many uh, penalties that I think negated big gains for us. A lot of them. I think there's only seven on the when you look at the play. Um, the game sheet, but there was a lot of them that were offsetting, you know, so we obviously had more than that, but we had way too many penalties on the offensive side of the ball to be productive. Why couldn't you run the ball, why couldn't you run the ball against the defense that came in second to left? You know, I, I, I think, again, I think so. it, it looked like we weren't, weren't, weren't doing a good job handling those guys in the middle. Chip, it looked like Mark and DeMarco had some, got, got twisted or tied up together on a few handles. Yeah. Kind of tiny thing there. No, I mean obviously when Mark Mark practices during the week, he's only going to get X amount of reps because you know he's to get your starter ready. So, um, but those are things that there was on excuses. We we need we need to be able to execute when uh, you know when one guy goes down. So there are two occasions where it looked like Miles Austin didn't wasn't ready for the ball to come to him. Are they taught to look at a certain point in the route, or does yeah, they are. I, I, you know, on the one of them was a shallow cross and should have been looking for the football. I don't know. I can't remember the other one, but I know on that one we, he should have been looking for it. The other one I think you're talking about was Sam, where uh, was Sam is, is he was uncovered, but he was just going to block his guy. It was a run play. And Sam tried to pull up because the defense wasn't set and tried to throw one to him. So they just weren't on the same page. We had a run play called. I think Sam just saw no one covering. Um, Miles and tried to throw it to him, but Miles was doing what he was supposed to do. Miles is going to block that, that near high safety. So, how do you think Sam performed before the injury? Um, I think he was up and down. I think the rush got to us a little bit, um, but I think the whole offense was like that. What did you see on the block punt? Uh, looked like another snap issue, um, and then it looked like uh, they got Maragos, the linebacker on Maragos, that came in real quick, and I didn't I think Chris could could anchor well enough. So, um, looked like that was the guy who got the. Got his hand on the ball, number 47, I think, or 42. How close was Jason Peters to going? Uh, he wasn't, so I don't put a percentage. He just wasn't going, so. Is this going to be an issue that's going to keep him out beyond uh, just his Not that I know, so I don't know. You talked a lot about giving or retaining what the defense gives you. Just with, was this just coming down to a question of Miami not giving you guys as much as what Dallas gave you last week? No, I think, I mean, we moved the ball. I think we hurt ourselves, and that's what I told our guys. I mean, we ran 80-something plays, and you know, but we stalled. You know, and I think a lot of it has to do, I think the penalties kind of put us behind the count. You know, we, we got an opportunity, we're moving the football, and then obviously, uh, you know, a couple of those penalties were just real big drive killers for us, and those are those are on us. You know, the, whether it be a hold inside or hold on the edge, um, you know, we, we didn't do a good job, I think, in terms of putting ourselves in situations where we can be successful. We, we knew we could move the football, and we did. Um, you know, you run that many plays and have that many yards, but we didn't come away with enough points, and, um, you know, that's on us. It looked like Mark ran the offense appreciably faster than Sam did. Was there any adjustment for the offense in that regard? No, I didn't, I didn't see it that way. Are you confident with Sam, uh, in the offense over to Mark Sanchez? Yeah, I'm confident, Mark. You guys had some nice momentum going into the season, building towards it anyway. Mm -hmm. Three out of four, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, it's a setback, but can you judge how big a one? Because this is obviously a disappointing home. No, I mean, and we say it all the time. I think everybody wanted to make last week's game the turning point or whatever, and that, that's what you better come to play every single week in this in this league, and that's what it's all about. You flush whether you won or lost on when you get back to work on Monday and get ready to go play who your next opponent is because they're going to be come gunning, gunning for you, and you pick your head up at the end of the season and see if you want enough games to get into the playoffs, and that's always been the way we'll approach it and always will be the way we approach it. Are the special teams mistakes, are, are they too much at this point? 
Yeah, anytime you have a block, it's it's uh you know it's it's we we can't have that. You know those are momentum changing plays in a game, and um, it's our second block punt of the year. Um, we we got to get that straightened out because that's we're not going we're not going to win when we're we're doing things like that. You know, you had a block punt for a touchdown. We missed a field goal and way too many penalties on the offensive side of the ball for us to be successful. So the quick slant seemed, they seem to be really hitting the quick slant a lot today. Was that just? They were running a little rubber out when we were in man coverage, so they're picking off the guy that's coming back underneath. And so, uh, you know, we we gotta we gotta make some adjustments in terms of when we're in press and they're trying to pick you. We gotta try to play over the top of the pick or maybe try to run some uh, in and out combinations. We ran an in and out combination on the goal line and Malcolm broke it up. They did the same thing on the goal line and that was the big break that Malcolm had. We switched off those two receivers. So. But those other ones are pick plays that um, we got to get through the pick, or we got to try to switch it off. Right, this time, is Sam's getting hit on pressure. I mean, hit him on the quarterback. Does he have to kind of get rid of the ball? I'd have to look in terms of which ones you're specifically talking about. So, what I'm talking about is the the one where you fumbled it. We got beat pretty quick, so I think he didn't get a chance to really get to the top of his drop on that one. So, you mentioned the concussion. Did they say anything to you? No. Nah. The they didn't say anything else. They just said he had a concussion and he was out. So. On their go-ahead touchdown, the, the jump ball, I mean, is that just bad luck? What, what did you see there? Well, it's not good luck. The way it is, I mean, I, I think Malcolm was in coverage and had his back to it. I don't think Malcolm even knew. Um, I can't fault him. I don't think Malcolm even knew the ball was tipped. You know, he's trying to play coverage, and when you're down in the red zone, you're trying to play underneath receivers and not on top of them. Because if you're on top of them and they catch the ball, they're already in the end zone. You want to try try to stay underneath them, so the ball's thrown over. Uh, and I thought originally he was in good coverage. It was a great play by Connor Barwin. Um, but I, I've never been a part of a play like that. So. What happened with Kelsey's snap that went over Sam's head? I don't. I mean, it was high. That's, I don't know what happened. I didn't get specifically with Jason on terms of what happened, but it was high. Some of the snaps were errant today, and um, we got to clean that up because it affects the timing of the offense. Why were your tight ends so productive today? We just thought those matchups for us were, were, were something we felt like going into the game. You know, we run the ball a lot with, with, with Brent when Brent's in there, so obviously we felt like in play-action pass we could exploit some things there, and I thought Brent did a really nice job with it. Uh, they made some adjustments, played a little bit more man coverage and zone coverage to kind of take some of that stuff away, but we felt like those matchups in the inside with their linebackers and safeties were, you know, to our advantage with our tight ends. So. Two weeks in a row you've had in the first half kind of either way whether you decided to move the ball or not. What, what, what determines whether you're going to try to do that? Why? Depends on where you are on the field, how many timeouts the other team has. You know, if you go three quick plays and are off the field, then you're turning the ball back over to them and they have an opportunity to, to go down and score. Was today's, I'm sorry. You felt there was enough time today? Excuse me? You felt there was enough time to get something, get, get three today? The last time we got it? Yeah, we just thought if we could take a shot and get it to midfield and take another shot, and, you know, we, we'd have an opportunity to, to kick a field goal. Knowing Mark, the Sanchez's interception, wasn't it a lot like what he did last year in, in those situations? I'm not thinking about last year, Les. I'm just thinking about today, and it hurt us, and we'll, we'll, work, we'll, work, we'll work around it and uh, get, get with him and film and figure out what's going on. Okay. Might, might be getting Thanks. All right, there's head coach Chip Kelly addressing the media following the Eagles' 20-19 loss at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on the postgame show presented by Rico, and then we'll hear from quarterback Mark Sanchez right after. Okay, actually, we're going to stay on. We're actually about to hear from the quarterback in a few short moments. A couple of interesting there, things there, Ike. Uh, first and foremost, the fact that Chip Kelly said that, look, everyone wanted to paint a picture that that win over the Cowboys was the quote-unquote turning point, but... You know, if you don't come back and play strong the next week, it really doesn't make a difference. But we'll touch on that after we hear from quarterback Mark Sanchez. 
Uh, you know, I think it was just a miscommunication between uh, me and Miles. I thought he was going to do one thing, and he was thinking another. Um, so I put the ball expecting, trying to anticipate where he was going, and, um, and it didn't pan out very well. So it was a combo round for him. He had, he had an option. Uh, I don't want to say too much about the scheme. It's just um, another play that uh, we'd like to have back. What happened on the handoff with uh, Murray back to us? Just different quarterback footwork, and um, I think uh, it's something we'll get ironed out. Um, this next week of practice, but uh, every guy's different, and depending on you, how you run some of those inside zones and outside zones and reads and all that, um, you know, the, the footwork's a little different. Is timing an issue for you? Because it seemed like a couple of passes, like receivers hadn't even turned around yet. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was ready uh, to throw the ball a couple times and, um, you know, anticipating certain looks, and, um, you know, they just didn't pan out. So that's too bad. We'll, uh, we'll work on those and we'll correct them on film. And that's the good thing about it. We got a, got a good week of practice ahead of us and um, we'll be just fine. You seem, you seem very set on, on getting tempo going instantaneously when you came in. It seemed appreciably faster with you in there. Is that something you were cognizant of? Did you want to just kind of speed things up? I mean, that's how the, how, uh, I've always tried to run it. You know, you just get up and get going as fast as we can. And um, I thought, you know, we had some. We moved the ball really well, and um, unfortunately, we we weren't set on one of them. And then uh, Miles was just out of bounds on another one, and then we turned the ball over. So um, it's really too bad. We just got to finish one more of those drives, and and uh, you know, we, we end up winning the game. It's different targets from last year, whether it's Murray, Austin. Are, are these guys you don't get much practice time with? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to make excuses for that. There's, there's, um, you know, I'm charged with the job just like anybody else, whether you get the reps in practice or not. And um, it's my job to go in, and there should be a seamless transition. And um, I thought at times there were. At other times, you know, sure, can we get a little more familiar? Of course. And is that only going to get better with, uh, with repetition and, and practice? Of course. But um, the point was just get in and win the game. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But um, we got a long season ahead of us, and we just got to be ready to play. Uh, I have no idea. I just saw him go down. I was charting stuff and looking at defensive stuff, so I didn't see exactly what happened. Uh, all I heard was left shoulder. So. Did you get to talk to uh, talk to him? I didn't. I didn't. I was trying to hustle over and get some throws in. Are you approaching? I mean, you got to do it every week. You got to be ready to go every week. So, I don't know. You, you never want to see a teammate go down. Um, that's uh, never the circumstance in which you want to play. Um, but, you know, when you do get a chance to play, you got to make the most of it, and that's what I was trying to do. Any advantage to coming in midway through a game, having seen another quarterback handle things, uh, as opposed to coming in fresh from the very start? I guess there's advantages and disadvantages either way, you know, the pros and cons. But um, I don't know. The point is you got to come in and win the game, and unfortunately we didn't. Part to, uh, when that throw to Earth was a touchdown call back. Yeah. Did you know Miami had 12 guys on the field at that point? You trying to go even uh, I saw somebody running out of the corner of my eye, like making sure we're set, and I guess we moved on the edge. But while I was making sure we're set, I'm seeing somebody trying to run, and they're, they were just confused. They didn't know. They were trying to make their calls, and so that's when, you know, we can really go. And um, we got them on it a couple, a couple times during those drives and um, in that fourth quarter where they were out of position or running somebody on, running somebody off, and uh, unfortunately, we weren't set. On that final drive, what issues did you find? Uh, we did, well, we got the drive started, and then uh, two quick passes of Sproles, and then, um, you know, I'm trying to avoid defenders of Zach. It's a little high, and um, I think I missed that throw a little bit. Um, and then I was expecting Miles a little quicker, and he was running 
uh, something that we're just on the wrong page. So. Two more guys. To lose a game, you know, after you guys had that lead and stuff, how, how tough is that, you know, for guys in the Oh, I mean, uh, whether you're up a bunch or down and almost win. I mean, a loss is a loss. It's just uh, too bad because the defense played really well. And um, unfortunately, we hurt ourselves with some of those penalties and um, um, and the turnover there. So we'll uh, we'll assess it and just come back and um, and play smarter and play better next week. And uh, we got a we got a big one next week here at the link. So it'll be it'll be fun for us. Mark, you were in this situation last year around yep. the same time. I don't know if you're going to finish up the season sorry or not. But what did you learn? I think, you know, the most important thing is just to take it one week at a time and, um, you know, learn from the mistakes each week and continue to build. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we have a chance down the stretch here to be a really good football team. So we'll, uh, we'll do our very best. All right, thanks. thanks guys. All right, there's quarterback Mark Sanchez leaving the podium at Lincoln Financial Field following the Eagles' 2019 loss at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. He's Ike Reese. I'm Chris McPherson. You're watching the post-game show presented by Rico. We're going to react to Chip Kelly. We're going to react to Mark Sanchez press conferences and also delve into exactly why the Eagles were once again unable to get over 500 in the 2015 season. A whole lot more coming up here on the post-game show. Give the gift that lasts a lifetime this holiday season with the Eagles personalized fan walk pavers. Order now and while supplies last, you will receive a free limited edition Eagles holiday ornament purchased by December 4th to receive your fan walk gift certificate in time for Christmas. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. Makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. new sweet black pepper bacon sandwich with double the slices of caramelized crispy peppered bacon. It's the bacon experience you've been waiting for. Bacon up. America runs on Dunkin'. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Rico Office Party to win a VIP office party brought to you by Rico. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Chris McPherson alongside Ike Reese. Ike, we hear from head coach Chip Kelly. We've heard from quarterback Mark Sanchez. What did you think of the performances by the quarterbacks? Let's start with Bradford, who, again, exited the game with a left shoulder injury in the third quarter. He had x-rays done. They were negative. No further update from the coach. 
Yeah, I thought both quarterbacks played well. Let's start with Sam Bradford. I thought Sam Bradford was outstanding uh, in the first half. I liked the uh, the mobility he showed in the first half, getting out on the perimeter. You know, there was a lot of play action. This play right here, this is a new play right here that the Eagles have thrown in there. He's extended this play. Looks like Joe Montana in the NFC Championship game <laughs> in 1982 to Dwight Clark there. Look at this play. Brent Selleck, welcome to the 2015 season. Brent Selleck, Dolphins still don't know that he's playing in Eagles green today because he was wide open several times for every one of his catches. Here's another one uh, to uh, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar up the field. These are all plays that I think are new wrinkles and they're new wrinkles because Sam Bradford uh, is a is a much more comfortable quarterback in the pocket. I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he threw the ball on time for the most part. The times in the red zone where they made good throws, it was a penalty that had the plays called back. So I don't think the quarterback, even when Mark Sanchez came in, I thought in a a critical situation, no real warm up. He was able to come in there. What did he throw for? 150 yards and basically a quarter and a half. That lets you know that there were some plays to be had against this secondary. Uh, the interception. Nah, he said it's a mix-up on, on he and Miles Austin. I think Miles Austin could have helped him out a little bit by at least fighting for the ball, and, and, and that's a pass breakup, if, if nothing else. So they moved the ball down the field in between the 20s. I thought on the last play, well, we didn't pick it up on fourth down. Uh, I thought Sanchez, the throw was rushed because Lane Johnson missed his block on the outside. He was forced to throw the ball right there uh, to uh, Miles Austin, who came up short for the first down. But for the most part, I thought the quarterbacks did their job. The running game was not affected today. And the quarterbacks still, they were able to complete a high percentage of their passes. Let me ask you about Bradford real quick. Did you think that he held on to the ball too long, especially on that four sack, the one where Chris McCain came around the corner, beat Dennis Kelly, and you could say Bradford had plenty of time in the pocket. Maybe he could have stepped up to avoid the sack, but still took a huge hit. You could tell right away that he was hurt, and unfortunately he had to exit the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could say, could he have gotten rid of the ball a little sooner? Well, it depends on if there was a wide receiver open for him to get the ball yes. to. So, uh, and, and I will say this, Sam Bradford took a lot of hits today. He took hits early in this game. Um, and I was wondering, you know, he's getting up a little slow off the ground, starts to have a little bit of a uh, cumulative effect, and if nothing else, you're going to start to watch that rush. That's where the impact of those hits earlier in the game start to have their effect and show, show their effect is that he's worried about the rush as opposed to getting the ball out of his hands. But I thought for the most part, Sam Bradford played well. I mean, he stood in there, took some big shots. I didn't see him get gun shot. You can argue whether or not he held onto that ball uh, right before this injury a little bit too long. But again, unless I'm looking from his view, I don't know if there's anybody open there for him to get the ball to. Of course. Now, looking at Sanchez's performance, there was some miscommunication. There was that one pass to DeMarco Murray on the wheel where he drilled him in the back and was unable to make the pass incomplete. Yeah. You saw that from time to time, but of course, that's just that comes from a quarterback who has not taken the reps and has not been able to been in there with his players. So, still, I thought Sanchez did a great job coming in there, moving the ball up and down the field. You see that he has that rhythm, that tempo. He can step in there right away. It just unfortunately, they were, uh, they were unable to get that touchdown or the field goal late in the game. They had the touchdown throw to Zach Ertz, but unfortunately, the Riley Cooper penalty wasn't on the line of scrimmage long enough. That negated that. And then, as Ike pointed out, on that fourth down throw, the last-ditch effort, unfortunately, the ball had to come up short of the stick simply because of the pass protection there. So, But still, I thought Sanchez came in there. I look back to last year, 
I thought this was kind of interesting that in week 10 of last season, Sanchez made his first start as an Eagle in that Monday night blowout against Carolina to get things rolling for the Eagles. I thought maybe, hey, something about week 10, he'll come off the bench to be able to help the team get the win. But alas, it was not going to be the case here tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is the result of allowing a team to hang around that had nothing to come in here and play for. The Dolphins are coming off a two straight losses on the road. This is the third leg of their three-game road trip. And in that first quarter, it certainly looked like they didn't come here to play. They were ready to get back to Miami as soon as possible. Next thing you know, Sturgis misses the field goal. And, and the Lions, I mean, the, uh, the Dolphins sort of have life now. And that's all it takes in the National Football League. I mean, these guys, they, they pick up paychecks as well. And if you don't put them away early, uh, they're going to believe that they have a chance if they make a few plays, and that's exactly what happened. I think they, they recognized that um, they could defend the Eagles' offense after that first quarter, and the Eagles needed to come up with something else a little different. All right, so Ike and I have offered our thoughts on the game. What about yours? You can call in at 215-339-6709. This is the post-game show presented by Rico. We'll take your calls right after this break. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees, lattes, and macchiatos. Enjoy every sip of the new Snickerdoodle Macchiato. America runs on Dunkin'. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. Give the gift that lasts a lifetime this holiday season with the Eagles personalized fan walk pavers. Order now and while supplies last, you will receive a free limited edition Eagles holiday ornament purchased by December 4th to receive your fan walk gift certificate in time for Christmas. Okay, welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico here in Philadelphia, Eagles.com. Mark Sanchez said in his press conference that it's still a long season ahead. And even though the Eagles are four and five, he's very much correct after Dallas lost its seventh straight game to Tampa Bay, who comes to Lincoln Financial Field next Sunday. Washington, they won, so they're tied with the Eagles with a four and five record with the route of the New Orleans Saints. And then right now the Giants and the New England Patriots, they are tied at seven. If you want some more surprises, how about at Lambeau Field, the Detroit Lions, who the Eagles will see on Thanksgiving, they upset the Packers. So I don't know if hell is frozen over or what has gone on, but it's a topsy-turvy NFL at this point. And this is exactly what the commissioner wants. 
I mean, yeah. this is exactly what he wants. He wants parity in the National Football League. When December rolls around, they would much rather have 20 to 22 teams in vying for playoff spots as opposed to having 12 uh, seeds locked up already from uh, you already know who's going to be in there. So it should be an interesting uh, uh, season after Thanksgiving, especially in the NFC, where there's at least 10 to 12 teams still in the hunt just in the NFC. There's only six spots available. There's at least 10 to 12 teams that are right within the game of each other that are still saying we are still alive for the playoffs. So I know it hurts today. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. But when we wake up tomorrow, there's still football left to be played, and the Eagles season is not over with yet. Certainly, and depending on the Giants' outcome, the Eagles might just be a half game out of first place still. So exactly. let's start getting your reaction on the loss. We're going to go to New Mexico and welcome in Keith to the postgame show presented by Rico, Keith, welcome aboard. Hello, how are you? Hi, My Keith. question is about the offense and their red zone offense. It seems like the Eagles offense, when they get in the red zone, they really don't have good play calling to score touchdowns. So, and this is like the eighth game of the season, I would think that they would be a lot better by now. Why are they still having red zone offensive problems? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think at times they show that they can move the ball down there. You know, two for five in the red zone a day, certainly unacceptable. It was two to two to start. Yeah, yeah and the they thing. started off with two for two. So, really, they're yeah, 0 for three in the red zone their last three trips down there. Procedure penalty called back the uh, uh, Zach Ertz touchdown. Yep. I think that's the second time that's happened to Zach Ertz this year where he had a touchdown and it was called back because the receiver was not up on the line. It happened in the Redskins game earlier this year with Nelson Aguilar. Uh, and then running the ball effectively in the red zone, something the Eagles had been doing the last four weeks. They couldn't do today. They could not run the ball with consistency against a Dolphin defense that was ranked second to last in the league. It seemed like they were trying the inside zone to get yeah. DeMarco Murray going early in the game, and you know, they had the short yards touchdown with Ryan Matthews from one yard out. So you said at least they're converting in red zone and short yard situations, and they still had the tempo going because they were getting first downs, so they were able to keep the Dolphins on the field. But, unfortunately, it was not able to work enough. You weren't able to get the tempo going because I thought maybe you can get those Dolphins defenders tired, and we would have a remake of what we saw last Sunday in Dallas where you saw the defensive linemen like Greg Hardy huffing and puffing yeah. coming off the field. So we're going to go back to the phone lines here. Let's bring in our next caller here on the postgame show presented by Rico. That call? Hello? Hi, guys. What's up, Carl? Oh, I'm sorry. I heard next caller. I didn't know it was me. Yep. Um, Apologies there, Carl. Not a problem. Great job there, guys, as always. I have a couple of two different questions. For a team that's not used to playing from ahead, uh, so to speak, like the Eagles did today. They came out fast. They looked great. And then I think you're right. I think they relaxed and started shooting shots with the foot. Um, is this a learning experience that every team goes through? And if it is, I'd rather it happen now than, you know, in the last game of the season. My second question is, how much do they miss Jordan Hicks on the defense? Wow. Let me answer that first question you go, first. You go with that. I think it is a little bit of a learning experience. You know, playing with the lead is not easy because when you get a lead, a 16-point lead in the first quarter of a game, you tend to think, well, we got this game won and the other team is going to quit. 
But in a National Football League, that just doesn't happen. And you give a team life, they're going to find a way to fight them, fight their way back into this thing. So I will say playing with the lead can be difficult, especially for a team like this Eagle is made up of, where they basically had to come from behind pretty much all year long. They, they aren't accustomed to playing with the lead, so it is a little bit different. And then when you talk about Jordan Hicks, I certainly believe they miss Jordan Hicks because Jordan Hicks is a fundamentally sound football player. He's rarely out out of his gaps. He typically plays his responsibilities to a T, and he's not trying to do someone else's job. When you see big runs happen like we saw today, typically it's because someone is not in their gap where they're supposed to be. And I know when D'Amico and Jordan Hicks were in there, we stopped the run with pretty much consistency. And since either one of those guys have been injured and out of the lineup, we've started to see a little bit of leakage in our run game because I don't think we're as uh, fundamentally sound and gap sound as we have been with those two guys in there. Well, if you notice in the nickel package with Jordan Hicks out of the game, it was Kiko Alonzo and Michael Kendrick. So you had those two on the field. And usually you have either D'Amico Ryans or Jordan Hicks as the one who kind of calls out the plays, who gets everyone lined up. So without one of those guys on the field, you certainly were surprised to see those big runs up the middle from the impressive rookie uh, Jay Ajayi. So we're going to go back to the phone lines here. We're going to welcome Domin from Atlanta. Domin, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Hey, um, I was here, and unfortunately, um, I was there at the game uh, when we lost to the Falcons. Um, but uh, I'm going to say that uh, we shot ourselves in the foot. Um, do you think that we should run the ball um, out of um, a single set instead of inside the shotgun? Um, because it looks like DeMarco, um, he's better like that, especially now we lost Matthew for like a few weeks maybe. Well, well it remains to be seen how long that Matthews yeah. is going to be out. So, Domin, thank you very much for the thank phone you. call there. But you've seen the coaches adjust to get Murray more comfortable. You've seen him change up the alignment in the backfield. You've seen Sam Bradford line up under center. Yeah. You've seen him change the direction they go with with the football in the running plays just to make DeMarco Murray more comfortable. And I think it's also Murray getting adjusted to the Eagles' offense. So the Eagles' rushing attack have been so proficient in the previous five weeks, second-best team in the league, over 173 rushing yards per game. Again, they started strong. I thought they were going to be able to get things going early on. You know, we saw DeMarco Murray getting some short yards first downs. There was that third down play where he was able to get to the outside, and he slid for the first down. Again, Ryan Matthews was able to gain the, the touchdown from one yard out. It seemed like they were able to get those third down conversions. But, unfortunately, after the first quarter, they were not able to sustain it. Still, the passing game was moving the ball up and down the field. They were able to get into the red zone. But I do agree, they, I don't know exactly what they could have changed there or what the Dolphins did to adjust in the second quarter and on. But like you said, Ike, this was a Dolphins run defense that allowed over 200 yards, a pair of individual 100-yard rushers just a week ago. I thought Ryan Matthews was going to have a field day going to the outside, which was a weakness. Dolphins linebackers were banged up coming into this game, and Jelani Jenkins, one of their better linebackers, was injured and had to come out of the game. 
still not able to get the run game going. Yeah, no doubt. It's this, this is probably the worst uh, run blocking game the offensive line has had in over a month. I mean, they have been making steady progress uh, with great running, well, running the football. And today, I got to give credit to the Dolphins' defensive front. They won the battle up front. They were constantly in the backfield. It wasn't due to a lack of running that the Eagles' running game wasn't effective. 33 rushes between Murray, Matthews, and Sproles today. That's more than enough to get your running game going. They showed a commitment to the running game. The big runs were just not there. And it's because the guys up front were being pushed back. There weren't as many open lanes as there had been the last no. month when the offensive line was doing a great job. The Dolphins defensive line, starting with big number 93, and Dominican Sue, hasn't showed up to play much this year, but he showed up to play today. Yeah, he showed Ball up days. to play today. All right, so for our last phone call here on the postgame show presented by Rico, we're going to go overseas and welcome back Liam from the United Kingdom. Liam, Liam. welcome to the postgame show. What time is it over there, by the way? Hey, guys, uh, 10 p.m., so not quite as bad as the 5 a.m. we had last weekend for Sunday Night Football, but pleasure to be back again. And what I was going to talk about was uh, directly what you guys were speaking of just a moment ago, but I don't think the Eagles' offensive line lost the battle, so to speak. They, uh, it wasn't that the Dolphins won, it was that the Eagles lost the battle of the trenches. It seemed that there was a lot of, uh, a lot of miscommunication, there were some more high snap problems, a lot of errors. Um, Sam Bradford was having to move way, way more in the pocket than he should do. Uh, you had the same thing with Mark Sanchez as well. There wasn't a lot of protection, and it was the same thing we saw in the opening weeks. The guys couldn't carve the holes open. Yes, the Dolphins were good. Yes, he was dominant, but it wasn't the same. I mean, a lot of it could be down to Jason Peters' absence, but I don't think the running game was as active as it could have been because of the way the offensive line was playing. It just seems to be outnumbered time and time again. The tight ends utilized much more in the passing game, which is fantastic, but I would have much rather seen Alex and Salik kind of stay back a bit and help the guys back in the offensive line. Liam, thank you very much for the phone call. A lot of great points there. I love the coaches getting Brent Salik involved and seeing the matchup they could have had from the tight end. So it wasn't, you would think if the tight end was going to get involved, it would have been Zach Ertz, but, you know, in fact, it was Brent Salik with a big day. Four catches, 134 yards receiving. So the 60-yard catch run early on to get things going. But, you know, last week, Ike, we talked about the offensive line and the absence of Jason Peters and how, you know, Lane Johnson stepped up at left tackle. Dennis Kelly did it well at right tackle. You know, I think there was a question about how long could they sustain it without Jason Peters in the lineup. Peters unable to go for a second straight week. What did you think of the offensive line overall? Well, I thought they regressed today. You know, I thought Lane Johnson, who played exceptionally well last week, had a little bit of a tough day. Uh, Jason Kelsey still struggling up front. I, I sort of expected it. Listen, you put Sue over the top of Kelsey or force him to have to block and Dominican Sue one-on-one -on -one or from an angle, it's just not going to happen. And those two interior guys for the Miami Dolphins, they were getting pushed uh, up against our offensive line. We just weren't moving guys off the ball. Now, maybe it's because this is an unfamiliar team that, that the uh, Eagles are facing in the Miami Dolphins, whereas those other teams were uh, all NFC teams. They may have seen you know, their fronts before. Uh, for whatever reason, a porous Dolphins run defense came to play today. I mean, they came to play today. We talk about how the Eagles got up 16-3 and allowed the Dolphins to come back. Do you think the fact that, as you mentioned, it was an unfamiliar opponent 
might play the factor where if it gets Dallas or the Giants or Washington or, like you said, another NFC team, maybe that doesn't happen. But because it's an unfamiliar foe like the Dolphins, that made a reason that they were able to climb back into it. I think that certainly has a, a, a part of it because, listen, when, when you don't face a team like the Miami Dolphins but once every four years, it's going to be a little different or difficult to stop some of the things that they do. And I thought both teams were sort of filling each other out early. The Eagles brought out some new wrinkles in their plays. Uh, the Dolphins, I hadn't seen that throw to Lamar Miller on Michael Kendricks. Hadn't seen that out of their offense. So there were some different things going on with both teams. They settled down in that second quarter, and then it became a little bit of a slugfest after that. All right, Ike, the Eagles lose 20-19. Final thoughts for me, I thought the defense, they played well. Obviously, they didn't get a turnover, turnover in the game for the first time all season. But still, despite the adversity that the offense went through, they were able to hold the Dolphins down throughout the course of the game. But, of course, it wasn't enough. And still at 4-5, and five, look, there is a lot of season left to be played because of the way the rest of the, not just division, but the rest of the conference is shaking out. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, maybe at the end of the season they look back at this loss and it hurts a lot more at the end of the season because the results will be final at that time. But right now, the Eagles don't have enough time. They, they don't have time to lick their wounds. They, they need to get ready to get back on the saddle, get ready for Tampa coming in here. This is a young team in Tampa. They're hungry. Uh, they, any win that they get uh, is above the board for them. They're not expected to do a whole lot this year. The Eagles need to stay focused, not throw a pity party for themselves. Uh, this NFC East will come down to the last month. The Eagles need to make sure they're in position to capitalize in the month of December uh, to win this division. A lot of football left to be played. Season not over with yet. Great point there. So, Ike, we'll hear you on the radio tomorrow morning, 10 yes. a.m., the she, Mike and Ike show. Should be an interesting week this week. Certainly, to say the very least. <laughs> uh, you follow our coverage of the Eagles-Dolphins game throughout the night here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Tomorrow, Monday at 1 p.m., head coach Chip Kelly with his day after press conference. Will he have an update on the status of quarterback Sam Bradford? And then at 5 p.m., Dave Spadaro and Brian Westbrook will bring you all the latest news and notes on Eagles 360 as they break down what happened to the Eagles in today's game. So for Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. You've been watching the post-game show presented by Rico. The Eagles fall 20-19 to the Miami Dolphins.